0: the problem is if you feel if you're in that rat race you're gonna your content's not gonna be that great you're gonna be forcing content out just for the sake of content and that's not gonna help your audience three two one zero off. we have a lift off.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Do Marketing Differently podcast, presented by Go Rogue X. Uh, my name is Brian Fitton, and this is a podcast dedicated to those who are really wanting to serve first, give value, and really provide something for their clients to kind of stand out from the crowd. And so, going rogue, as it were, yes. doing marketing differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can make sure to subscribe every single week. We're going to be bringing you lots of tips and tricks, and bringing on amazing guests to uh, to help. You in your journey, and uh, we have an amazing guest today, Mr. Hanny from Repurpose.io. How's it going, Hanny?
0: I'm doing awesome. How are you guys?
1: Good, good. And I didn't introduce my co-host, nope. Lauren. I was, I almost did at the beginning. I was, I was there, and then I didn't. And I'm so sorry, Lauren Lewis. Hey, hey, <laughs> good to see you, Lauren. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Hanny, we we are going to talk about uh, really just your journey, and then also. I can't even get it out. Your amazing product. I was trying to think of like the best words, like fantastic, amazing, <laughs> a awesome product because we love repurpose yeah. um dot io, and it's it's an amazing tool and amazing software. And you and I have been able to uh we met in Orlando at a conference um last year and it was uh or a year before. We're talking about this before, if it's year and a half now, a little over a year and a half. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it was one of those things that it was a uh, it was a great Great meetup, great meeting you. And then you were obviously, you had a booth there at uh, PodFest and it was really cool to hang out with you and get to know you a little bit better. And then I said back then, I was like, you need to be on our podcast. And here we are, a year and a half later, <laughs> not to that. your fault, but to ours. So um, anyway, we are excited to kind of talk through all that with you. Um, so first off, kind of tell us a little bit about you, uh, how you started this and also about Repurpose.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, first, thanks for having me on the show. It's great to talk about this. My favorite topic about talking about content, content creation. So you know, I'm excited to be here. Uh, I've been creating software. I was trying to figure out at least seven or eight years now for content creators. Uh, and it all started with just kind of me doing video blogging. i was been a video guy growing up, even a kid. I was the guy that would take all the home footage and just make videos. I always loved video. Um, you know, fast forward, I don't know, many years later, I'm not going to say my age, I'm, <laughs> but um, we basically, I had, this, I had this itch to create a software. I'm, I'm a software engineer. I went to school, you know, studied computer engineering. So I, I had this itch to create a software and I didn't know what it was. And then I had a passion for video and then just one day it just hit me. I was like, man, this is it. I got to create a software for a video. And the first tool that I created was to take YouTube videos and put them on your blog. So WordPress was just kind of becoming the thing. Everyone's blogging. This is like eight years ago. And I was doing a video blog and I hated the fact that I had to upload a video to YouTube and then go to my blog and copy the embed code and make a blog post and yada, yada, yada. So I was scratching my own itch about this annoying thing that I had to do every week or every you know, two weeks whenever I published a video. So that's how it all started. It's just get this, scratch my own itch, got this thing built. I'm a developer, got some help as well. I know my weaknesses, right? So I'm not going to try to push myself. And long story short, i you know built this kind of prototype idea and then it's just funny how it just you know i ended up partnering with somebody who helped me launch it and uh, got me out to got my journey started really with a youtube to wordpress plugin and it involved into multiple other plugins and also now repurposed as well
1: yeah no oh, that's that's fantastic and i i think whenever i first discovered your product It was uh, turning essentially like audiograms, like turn your podcast into a a video um, using audiograms, and it would auto put, I guess, the either the show uh, graphic on the on the (laughs) video, and then basically that was going to be your your YouTube video, and so um, that was one of those that it it has completely like talk tell us basically where it is now because it's completely morphed from your WordPress. WordPress plugin into now, obviously multiple avenues of, of outputs that you guys can do with that.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, where it started was the WordPress plugin from YouTube to your blog. And then we made one that takes Facebook to your blog. We made one that like Facebook lives and embeds them to your blog. We made one for podcasting, go to your blog. So we were always focusing on repurposing to your blog. And then maybe like, I think it was about four years ago, our users were like, Hey, How do I, I love the automation, I love repurposing my blog, but how do I go multi-channel? How do I go across channels from an audio to a video or a Facebook Live into other videos on other platforms like Twitter and LinkedIn? So first I was like, no, you can't do that within WordPress. And then I just felt like we needed a new tool and that's how Repurpose was born about four years ago, three and a half years ago. The idea was to go from one platform to the next. So it started very simply, like you said, it was a tool for podcasters to take an audio and convert it to a video. We have some dynamics. We have like a moving waveform. Um, there were other tools that were doing and still other tools that do this. But the, our focus was automation. The fact that you can just plug in and copy and paste your podcast feed connect your YouTube channel, for example, and just say, hey, every time I publish a video, every time I publish an audio, I want you to make that into a video using the template I designed, one-time template, and we insert titles, we insert the graphics automatically. And the point was it was happening automatic, and that was the focus. It was just, that was the starting point. It did one thing, where it did an audio to a video to YouTube, and that's how that's what we launched with. And, and now it's it's grown to a you know, multi-channel Audio to video, video to video. You can do vertical video, square, rectangle, captioning. You can do um, video to audio. You know, live streams, turn them into podcasts. You're in full control of how you want your content to be repurposed, and uh, you set up these rules. We call them workflows within our software to do it.
1: I love it. I love it, man. I'm I don't know if you know anything about the enneagram, but I'm a three, and which is like an efficiency mindset. And nice. I'm telling you, it's like you're. Repurpose is like cracked me because I'm like, I can figure out three hundred different ways to make this so much easier. Even though, I mean, it's some work on the front end to kind of map it out to where mm-hmm. you go, but really, I mean, there's just it's really cool to be able to actually see it in in and really in play and working uh, again in our business. And I think we've used it in the sense too, and Lauren can kind of go into some of this too, but especially on the back end of this. But being able to just drop a file into a folder. Yeah. And then all of these things happen with it, right? Mm-hmm. There's yeah. not any kind of, you know, well now I go here and then I have to hit OK and then I have to go here and then okay. I have to verify. Like it's just it's done. And and uh, I think even with ours kind of auto publishing to YouTube, if we can add intros and and you know yes. end screens and stuff like that, and now with YouTube you can edit mm-hmm. within the platform. So we go actually have a have a lot of videos that are automatically published to YouTube under private we go in and trim where we need to and then publish it. And it's just one of those things that just makes it so much easier. Um, so anyway, but sorry, Lauren, I'm, I'm kind of talking over. Yeah. I, I'm I very excited. Are you <laughs> <laughs> No,
2: seriously, with Brian, like any system that we have, he always asks, well, how can we automate it? And I was like, <laughs> okay, which I mean, which is awesome and it's really great. But no, we've used it a lot. Um, obviously, we're a video podcasting company. So we do with video and podcast. So it's great that we can have a client go live through repurpose.io and we'll strip the audio and it sends into a Google Drive folder and then it plugs the intro and the outro on for us and then it goes to Mm. YouTube and everything with the intro and the outro and I mean it's great that a lot of our work is already done for us and I know exactly where I can find things Um, and it has made our system so efficient um, so that we can turn around a product so much faster.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love hearing that. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) This is basically a customer testimonial for you. It makes me so happy. Like, I mean I developed a tool a, it was like obviously customers required but it was like almost like my dream tool like i was like i want a tool where i can just make a piece of content once and it turns it into all these different types of videos and puts them all here and I'm like, it was like the dream tool and i you know i feel lucky that i get to that i got the opportunity to build it and and make it come to life it's it's just cool and i love hearing people you know getting value out of it especially you know the efficiency factor and the time-saving factor so
1: yeah, absolutely. Well, and so we wanted to focus really even today on kind of what types of content, um, people need to be repurposing, uh, because even this, it's so funny cause we're, we're in this world and this is, this is our business, right? We take that one piece of pillar content, break it up, uh, very similar to Gary V's content model. And, uh, mm-hmm. so repurpose has a huge play into that as well as, um, you know, people, this is, this is something that's not new to us, but people are still in there. Like, well, I'm going to record a podcast or a video. And I'm like, well, what else are you doing with it? Like, well, I'm going to put it on YouTube. Like, yeah, but what else are you doing with it? You know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And so people who are in that spot right now, who maybe are creating their own YouTube videos or creating, you know, podcasts or audio or something like that, you know, what types of content should they be repurposing and where should they go with it? What, what have you seen is kind of been the most impactful?
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's funny how, I mean, to you, to you, to myself, it's like repurposing is just a normal thing. The idea of making the content once and then you have maybe 25 pieces of content out of it. To me, it's just like normal talk. But you you step back out of the space and most people don't realize they they focus so hard on making the content. They put it on the one channel, whether the podcast or YouTube, and then they feel like, all right, what's the next video I got to create? And you're in a cycle of creating, 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 creating. But there's so much value in that content that you're missing an opportunity to, to get it more reach, really. The idea is to take that content and get more reach. So whether you start with an audio, you do an audio-only podcast, or you start with a video, you can at least get at least 20 to 25 pieces of content out of one, same medium, you know, like a 15-minute or longer episode, you can at least get 20 pieces of content, So what I mean by that is, you know, you have your audio, let's say, let's take a video, for example, you have a video, whether it's a live stream or you've done a recording like we're doing now, you take it and obviously you want to get it onto YouTube. That's, you know, it's a search engine. You want to have that video on YouTube. Uh, If you have a Facebook page, you want to put it on Facebook as well. Um, And then what you want to do is you want to take key takeaways or highlights from an episode. Now, this is part where people think, oh no, I got to sit and re-listen or re-watch the video. But what I tell people is, isn't it shorter to watch a 15-minute or half-an-hour interview? Isn't it easier to do that and pick the times versus making a whole new video, coming up with an idea? It's just way faster, way more efficient to uh, just re-watch that video or have someone team watch the video. Take five key takeaways, you know, five, five points, and um, make little clips, one-minute clips, one-to-two-minute clips. And, you know, one minute's good because you can fit it on multiple platforms. You got your Instagrams, Twitter, um, you know, they all have different timelines. I don't want to dive too deep into it. But the idea being is if you do one minute clips, you're, you're pretty much safe on all platforms, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, Instagram. And uh, you can even slice it and dice it into other like you know, TikToks and that kind of stuff. But even if you just keep it simple, I would just go Facebook, five clips on Facebook, uh, five clips on Twitter, five clips on Instagram TV, and five clips on Instagram, and then you definitely want to embed that video as a blog post as well. So, if you have a blog or a website, you want to put that content, make it consumable on your site as well. So, if you take that one video, and you you know five clips per platform, including the blog, and then if you're starting with video, definitely consider doing an audio podcast. So, just you know, like you said earlier, rip the audio add a quick intro, boom, you have an audio podcast that people consume on the go. So if you add that all up, every week you can have, you create once, like one piece of content, and you have you know 25 pieces of content. And using a tool like Repurpose, you can schedule it all out. You can schedule out so that every day of the week it goes out. So your, your content creation time, your content creation is, just, is mostly on the creation part. Then you schedule everything on Monday or Sunday night. And you're good to go for the whole week, and you can focus on creating the next piece of content, or you know, get back to your business. Right? We all have businesses to run as well. We can't spend full time creating content.
1: Yeah. Well, and that that scheduling ability recently happened, right? Or I say recently, I mean past this year. um, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And we found that the the main the main driver was the the clips. We have the ability within repurpose to kind of make your clips and pick the key takeaways, but people had to go in and like you know, Monday morning, go in and they publish it. And then Tuesday morning, publish. So they, they said, hey, I wish I could just schedule all my clips so that I don't have to worry about it. And, and it, t- it makes a lot of sense, especially when you're doing little key takeaways. So that's why we built that feature. Yeah, you're Absolutely. right. It's about a, maybe like six months ago-ish.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: That's awesome. I think one of the things we tell our clients is to also on the front end, like hearing you talk about how many different pieces you can create, if, if they have that in the mindset, you know, we tell a lot of our clients, like think of three main points and prepare yourself to be able to mm-hmm. repurpose those pieces. So you hit those points. So it's easy to go in and find those points. Um, and yeah. it just makes repurposing just so much stronger. Um, so we just, it, it's awesome to talk to someone that repurposes a lot because you don't <laughs> get that opportunity all the sure. time. So I'm like, Ugh. No
0: understands our language. Exactly. I love it. That's why I love this conversation because we can geek out on the stuff that to us is, makes sense. But to a lot of you know the clients or a lot of people creating content, it makes sense after it's explained, but it's not their initial, it's not like intuitive. To, oh yeah, I can repurpose this into like 25 different videos. Oh my goodness. Why, why didn't I notice before? Um, so this, that's my one tip. My biggest takeaway is don't feel like you have to create content every single day you're creating maybe once a week or maybe you're doing it in batch for the whole month. But don't get in the cycle if you feel like I'm always behind. I got to make a video today. I got to make a video today. The problem is if, you feel, if you're in that rat race, you're gonna f- your content's not going to be that great. You're going to be forcing content out just for the sake of content. And that's yeah. not going to help your audience.
1: Well, and I think it was Pat Flynn that said, um, he was like, create the creating of, of your actual content is about 20%. Then 80% is promoting it. So if mm-hmm. you can, if you can then just create once and then it automatically promotes for you, I mean, you're, you're obviously able to then focus on the next thing of uh, being able to really do it well and kind of, you know, craft that, that content to where it actually is beneficial and it gives value, not just, I got to put a three, three videos out every single week on YouTube, you know, and then I'm trying to just trying to think of things to cover because that, that won't, uh, you said is you're kind of in the rat race at that point point. you won't ever get ahead or even bring value to your audience um, either.
0: So Exactly. Exactly if you're doing it just for the sake of posting, it's not it's not helping anybody, right? You want definitely want to offer value Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah.
2: So when you're repurposing content, what type of content have you found is the most shareable? We always are trying to um, Create content that people want to share Um, just you know through mm-hmm. stories or whatever that might be Um, so what kind of content have you found to be the most engaging and most shareable?
0: I mean, I mean, from my personal experience, it's like a, it has to be short. On um, like, I mean, short. Your initial content may be long; you'd be a long interview. But the parts that you share uh, on the Instagrams and you know the Twitters or you know wherever your audience hangs out it has to be short because people are are scrolling quickly. They're just scrolling. So um, you know, one thing we do is we have a, a progress bar on the bottom. Uh, like when you do these videos that have a progress bar and the, the idea behind the progress bar is like, hey, this video is actually really short because you may not notice the time. The person's scrolling, may not know, but if the progress bar is going pretty quickly, it's like, yeah, I'm going to stick around and you know watch this one minute clip. Uh, it just gives them a sense that I'm not, you know, I don't have time to sit for a 10 minute video. I'm just going to scroll and, and watch this short clip. Um, so you definitely get to my point with time. Keep it short. And then of course you want to, If you're doing an interview, so you want to pick out something that's like it has to offer some kind of value, or whether it's value or it's of interest, like something that's interesting your your guest said, or something valuable, like oh, this is a great tip, or it's a great tool my guest shared. Something that someone who watches that minute, it's like all right, this was cool. I didn't just waste my time jumping into the middle of a conversation. I, I I learned something, or I was entertained. Like I this was. Intriguing, okay. I'm gonna follow this person, or you know, you want them to keep watching your videos every time you post them, so don't just post random clips on those social media platforms. Um, So, yeah, it's hard to say what's you know working, what's not working, but uh, to me, the idea of the frequency of how often you publish gets the algorithms going so that you can get more exposure. So, if you're just publishing once a week, yeah, Instagram may not give you as much love, but if you're posting, every day, you know, one clip the interview every day. Um, and if there's some decent amount of entertainment slash inf- information there. Then people who watch it, we're going to see your next one next day. And then you're just going to become more visible uh, in the feeds.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I was trying to think through course. I mean, again, this is, this is very addicting to me to think through processes of how to like actually make this work in the most efficient way. And uh, my thought process is with, if you talked about you know sharing content and making sure you're not just just posting to post. Um, you imagine like we like what we talked about, we kind of do three bullet points or try to go in three different um, areas. And if you can almost have those timestamps uh, and know like hey, what I'm gonna say first off like us with marketing, right? Our mm-hmm. last show that we did, um, it was about uh, basically we talked about Instagram, but then we also talked about Twitter and, and we' talked about LinkedIn. It's almost knowing those spots where you can say, hey, at this point, I talked about LinkedIn, right? And then that gets sent to LinkedIn. We know at that point we Mm -hmm. can trim and have it auto posted to LinkedIn, but we're not constantly sharing the same thing Mm -hmm. to all the platforms at the same time if there's not value there, right? We've talked about in the past where it's like, people consume content differently on LinkedIn than they do to Instagram. And so what I love about, you know, basically this idea of repurposing what you're saying is like, hey, make sure that where you're going, that, that is going to be suited for those people. If it's a progress bar or if it's captions, I mean, that's that's an option that you have as well as adding captions. So Instagram is big on that. People are scrolling quickly. You know, LinkedIn, yeah. you can actually do a longer video because people are there to kind of stay. And so it, it, it really is kind of knowing that content. And and again, I'm, I'm going, my mind is like running of like, hey, how can we put... <laughs> an intro to an audio podcast and then add it in and uh, be able to basically do the minimal edit and then know where our timestamps are. Uh, it really is a, a, a cool way to repurpose. So,
0: yeah, I learned this really great tip from one of my customers actually. And um, when you're doing live streaming or it could be when you're doing a recording, um, it's just like you said, there's say three or four tips or topics that you're covering. Uh, what he does is he started doing is right in the beginning. He's like, all right, you know, today's show we're going to cover, Topic number one, and he talks, you know, one or you know 30 seconds about that topic. So he covers the four bullet points right up front so that and those become the clips. Uh the clip, the key takeaway. So it's not you don't have to search the whole video. That's you awesome. kind of like kind of flesh that out, and then you dive deeper in the video, but at least those are like your teasers that you can use as clips when you repurpose. I, I love that idea. I came from a customer and I was like, that's so brilliant, right? That's saves you a lot of time. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's and then the other smart. tip is we're actually working on a tool. So that you can hit, it's almost like a stopwatch app. So you can hit the starter when you're going when we're recording, and then when someone, your guest says something or you say something, you just hit the button on your keyboard. It it just grabs a timestamp, and then you can leave a little note on it. So you can be kind of doing this if you're doing a live stream or recording, and then you can export that into a timestamp file, text file, and and then wow. eventually plug that into repurpose or yeah. so. We're we're working on a tool like that because this is this is one of those pain points where conceptually it's great but it does take a little bit of time so we're always thinking of hacks and tools to make that you know snippets or the um the the ability to grab key takeaways make that process a lot faster for everybody
1: man that's awesome that is so i
0: I love this stuff but at least somebody appreciates it
2: (laughs) think about timestamps and a timer while you're trying to like be a host is really hard yeah
0: yeah Mm -hmm. um
2: and so that's an amazing tool we would love that
0: yes please
2: please
1: do that
0: (laughs) we we have a beta i'll I'll share with you after we have a little beta you guys can start using just to kind of tinker with it Um, (laughs) it's not officially launched yet but definitely uh, remind me after we're done recording absolutely um so like we like again we talked
1: about this we have a lot of marketers small business owners who are listening to our podcast and um they they're, you know, if they're starting out on this, you're like, wow, this sounds amazing, but sounds completely overwhelming. And I have no idea. Where Where would you, what advice would you give them just kind of starting out?
0: Okay. I would, I would start out if you're, if you're not generating content consistently and you're thinking about, okay, do I start an audio podcast or do I start video? I would say go video. And if you're comfortable going live on facebook for example that would be my number one choice i know people are intimidated oh, what tools do i need it's actually not that hard we actually have a free course that walks you through all the different tools but the don't, don't worry about the tools the tools are actually really the process is really simple it's all about how comfortable are you going live in front of your audience on facebook um and then i would start with live if you're not comfortable doing live then i would start with pre-recorded videos and if you whatever whatever it is live or pre-recorded you, you just pick, pick a topic, like one video per topic. Don't try to cover too much in one video and just, you know, share some insights or give some tips. I mean, obviously it's going to vary depending on what industry you're in or what you're trying to promote. But it, the, the point is you want to make people come back. And when they see you in the newsfeed, you want them to, all right, I'm going to stop and listen again. I, I learned something or I was entertained or something that's applicable to me. So I would say definitely make, you start with video because you can repurpose it a lot more. You get a few extra pieces of content out of it when you start with video compared to starting with audio. Um, And to me, live streaming, just go, I know it sounds intimidating, just going live, the best part of it all, you don't have to edit video. Like if you make a video, I know myself, I record it, I'm like, oh, I didn't like that, let me do it again. Oh, I didn't like that, let me do it again. And then we sit for like an hour trying to record a five minute video. When you go live, you go live. You know, first of all, it's live, so people understand. You make a mistake, there's a hiccup. You stutter, no problem. It's live, right? It's just real, like reality TV, right? It's just the real deal. So going live, is, I've gotten more comfortable going live than recording because I can get the content out faster, um, and I don't have to worry about editing. That's the best part for me. I don't have to edit. I love editing, and I'm, I geek out on the editing, and I spend like you know days editing video and even though it does give it a high production value, but you can't be doing that if, if you want to be producing content consistently, right? You can't spend hours, days editing video. There's, there's no value to the, to the viewer. The value is in what you say.
1: Absolutely. Whew. And bringing the heat today, Henning. I love it. <laughs> I love it. That's a, And I mean, honestly, that's, it, it Follows right in line with what we tell people because we, we have consults all the time with people like, I want to start doing this. I want to start producing whatever. Where do I go? And I'm like, go live. Because again, yeah, you're right. If you if you are self-conscious about it, you're going to be like, well, let's re-record and let's re-record. Even I, I mean, we're in front of the camera yeah. all the time. Yeah. And we still, when we try to record a video, it absolutely, well, I didn't like that one. Yeah. That I didn't say what I stumbled over my words or whatever. And, and go, going live, you can automatically have that set up to where it drops into repurpose and in a folder. Or you can add intros, outro. You can do everything on the back end with yeah. it. Um, and it makes yeah. it so easy. And people are very forgiving when you're live mm-hmm. too right exactly
0: yeah they are because it's live they know like they know it's live you're a real person you're in front of a camera it's just just like having a conversation with someone one-on-one you don't say oh let me say that again hold on let me (laughs) forget what i said five (laughs) minutes ago let me take that again no you just go live you give your thing you do your thing and the more you do it the more comfortable you get as well and the nice and one not nice and the one tip i want to give is people get discouraged when they go live like well no one's watching i have one viewer come in But knowing that you're gonna repurpose this later into 25 other little videos, it doesn't matter how many people watch you live. And the more you go live, the more, like I said, the algorithms will say, oh, this person's going live every week or every three days. You're gonna get more and more attention over time. But don't be discouraged when you go live and even if nobody's there, hey, you just created a video, done. You just record it, done, and then you can repurpose that into 20, 25 pieces of content relatively easily.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's man. That's great advice. Yeah, That's awesome. Well, Hanny, thank you so much. I mean, this has been fantastic. What uh, you've kind of given us a little, uh, you know, heads, heads up about some things coming, but what's really, what's next for repurpose? What's next for you?
0: Yeah, um, for a repurpose. I mean, I feel that like repurpose is just like just a scratching the surface here. I mean, it's a platform. I'm going to start adding more and more integrations, more podcast platforms, uh, you know, maybe some transcription. We're going to work for more integrations to, so you can connect more things together. Um, but in the near future, actually we're in beta right now, we're going to be launching pretty soon, is um, that the, you can have, we're building a design editor inside Repurpose so that you can design your own templates, put your logos, background images, stylize the fonts. So you can design a template one time so that every time we make a video, we'll automatically use your template and stylize it into a vertical or a square the way you want it right now we do it, but there's, uh, it's a little bit basic, but it works. It looks good, but there's no ability to design your own templates when you do a video, uh, conversion. So we're working on that just to give more focusing on the, the final video. Uh, but again, it's not like you're editing every single video. You design a template once the way you like it. And then every video will, will, uh, apply that template to it. So just giving users more flexibility on what the final video looks like. And also more integrations as well.
1: Absolutely, that's awesome. I, those are all just—I mean, again, all the ideas you talked about are, are already that you're trying to put in place. I mean, that just adds to it. That's really awesome. So I'm excited to see that. Excited to keep keep uh, working with you guys too and promoting you. Again, we're 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 all about uh, screaming your praises from the rooftops, yeah. man. It's it's been a great tool for us um, and for a lot of people too. So thanks for what you're doing.
0: Awesome. Thank you.
1: Um, so, if you guys, um, we're going to kind of wrap up here. If you guys have any uh, questions at all, Handy, where can they uh, where can they find more information about you, or follow you, or sign up?
0: Yeah, I mean, if you want to try repurpose that, we have a free trial at repurpose.io. Uh, you can do kind of four videos of any kind you want. Repurpose four different videos, and you know, get a feel for what it does. Um, we also have a actually a pretty intensive course that walks you through a lot of the setup process as yeah, well so when you sign up networks. for the trial
1: it's great yeah, man the, seriously yeah, i think i was just so, part of the initial testing of it too so it was fantastic
0: yeah we like we I, I, that course is like it goes we stretched it out to cover like what tools to live stream with what editing tools to edit all the way to how to set up repurpose step by step like how to take one video to 25 different videos it walks you through every how to go from here to here, here to here. And they're all modular. So it's a great course. When you sign up for a trial, you get a link on the bottom. It says, hey, sign up for a free course. Um, if, if you want to connect with me personally, if you I have a website called hannymora.com. It has links to my blog and Facebook and all my social media as well. So you know, I'd love to connect, love to, you know, hear feedback as well.
1: And if we ever get to do conferences again, Annie will probably be <laughs> at whatever conference you are going to. Uh, and he's going to, he's, well, I think we went to like an after party and
0: just, yeah, I remember and, that.
1: Yeah. That was a lot of fun. It was a
0: lot. There was a piano, the, the dueling pianos, yes. right? They had a yeah, piano. Yeah. 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 That was, that so was a fun time. So
1: again, Hany, he'll, he'll, he'll hang out with you even after the conference too, and chat about all the things content. Cause I think we basically talked about that the entire night too. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. you just can't get away from it. <laughs> Love it. Love it. All right. Well, Hey, thank you so much, Hank, for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Um, and all the, uh, links, everything we've talked about examples and everything will be on our blog, uh, go roguex.com. We'll make sure to link to everything Hanny mentioned as well. Um, but, uh, thanks again, Hanny.
0: My pleasure. Thanks for having me here. It's been fun. Awesome.
1: Well, all right. We'll see you guys next week. We ready for rapid fire? We are. All right.
2: All right. What sport would you compete in if you were in the Olympics?
1: Basketball. Oh, basketball. Nice. 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 Okay. I mean, I would go that same route to you.
2: Really? Oh, yes,
1: because <laughs> you're a basketball star. I was a baller <laughs> back in the day. You guys did not make Set a school record. It was a small school, but still set, this race. set yeah. the record. Nice. Everybody's laughing at me, by the way, here.
0: I believe uh, it. I our, believe our, it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nobody ever believes me. I'm a short white guy. get it. Okay. <laughs> still, still give me some love. Come on now. All right. What about you, Lauren? Beach volleyball. Beach volleyball. Oh, I, I think I forgot that that was actually an Olympic sports. I don't you know never why. Watched i watched it. I've, like, no, I've never. No.
2: I cannot imagine doing that it, because it's two people.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's and it's right. It's like
2: it's such a big court and yeah. sand. I just running through the sand. I. It's so intense. It's so yeah. impressive to me.
1: Dude, those people are cut, too, because yes. they have to be. I mean, literally, it's a workout. It's even running in the sand is such a workout. I know.
2: <laughs> goals there. Goals, yeah. <laughs>
1: Hashtag goals. Yes. All I can think of, though, is uh, Top Gun whenever we talk about beach volleyball. <laughs> you know, I've never seen Top Gun. Oh, what? Oh, so many things revealed on the podcast. I'm sorry. All right. We'll make sure to follow up. Anyway, all right. Let's keep going. Okay rapid fire too.
2: Okay. If you could bring back any fashion trend, what would it be? one.
1: Okay. <sighs> what, what is, I've got one, but I got to formulate my response to it.
0: Oh, uh, I I'm, I've never fashionable. I was always just the guy who wasn't <laughs> fashionable. <laughs> so maybe well, I guess, I don't know if they're really out of style. Those like long shorts, jams, they were called, I guess maybe yeah. I'm dating myself, like the like shorts over Jigo, the knees.
1: Kind of but- long Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's just like not shorts, but not pants. Just like, but not like the three quarters. It's just like just over the knee thing. I don't know. That's all I can. That's the first thing that comes to mind.
1: Nice. (laughs) Nice. I really enjoyed baggy jeans. Like I did. I wear like, now I'm like super skinny jeans. Like I want the skinniest of skinny jeans. And it just doesn't look good on me as I'm
2: like,
1: the guy (laughs) in skinny jeans. But still, I do like the tight pants. But man, if it was. I mean, they're just so comfortable. You could, like, literally, not like the pipes, because there were, like, some where like, you could walk and, like, your pants would never move. Like, I hung out <laughs> with kids like that. It was crazy. It was stupid, but it was crazy. But yeah. Yeah. Or Doc Martens. I could dig. Some. I guess those are kind of coming back around. Doc Martens. Yeah. I'm getting some nods in the room. Okay. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what about you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you you
2: picked these I questions I out. I question, but I was thinking, I was like, there's so many that I would never want back. I the think mullet,
1: I, you don't want the mullet back. Ooh,
2: yeah. I just think, I can only think of things I don't want back. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of things that I'm like, oh yes, I really want that back.
1: What about like uh, parachute pants or like, uh, what is the the like higher socks? Like where they had like trendy 80s socks? Yeah. We're not like I'm trying to think of what like I don't Lehigh know what they're socks? called. They're called something like tube socks. Yeah, socks and tube. I'm just trying to throw out examples here for you.
2: I mean, <laughs> that wasn't around when I was alive. So
1: <laughs> I thought this was any fashion trend. Back I know. Day. Well,
2: that's true. You got, yeah.
1: you, we can't end the podcast if you don't come up with one. Rapid <gasps> fire, right now. What was your favorite piece of clothing that you've ever seen?
2: My favorite piece. Of I don't clothing? know. I don't know. Okay, uh, I really I don't. I wouldn't wear them now, but I do yeah. think they were fun. The little like jelly bracelets that were like, oh, yeah, because yeah, you could like braid them into other things. Like, I think they were called C? sex bracelets. Actually, oh gosh, that was their name. Yeah, put it explicit but...
1: <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, kids listen to episode <laughs> in the car right now.
2: <laughs> but they were jelly bracelets. Okay. Is what they
1: were? Okay, they were
2: okay. kind of fun. I'm lame, yeah. guys. I'm sorry. I, I don't like a lot of fashion trends.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, that was good. Yeah, we're out. <laughs> Houston, uh, Tranquility Base here.
2: The Eagle has landed.